Hello everybody, welcome back again to Lights, Camera, Sports. I'm your host Mike Galtieri as we gear up for another podcast. Happy to welcome John Meter Perel, the voice of the Boston College Eagles football and basketball. John, thanks so much for taking time to talk to us here on the Lights, Camera, Sports podcast. Hey, no problem, Mike. My pleasure. I've known John since I was an undergrad at Boston College. I graduated in 08, so I was sports director at WZBC in 07, and uh, that coincided with Matt Ryan's senior year, John, and I always appreciate your help and guidance you gave me as we traveled uh, with the Eagles that special season. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was certainly uh, the glory years for Matt Ryan and kind of the beginning of uh, what we've seen out of him at the Atlanta Falcons, so it's been uh it's been a great ride to watch him progress to the NFL MVP. Certainly, certainly deserved it this year, despite the Super Bowl results. So I think, uh, I think he will even get better. So it'll be great to watch him. Certainly great for BC as well, for what he's done for the school. No question about it, John. Let's just take a backtrack. I'd like to learn about your career. Uh, did you grew up in, in the Boston area? Yep, I grew up in Weston, uh, about 20 minutes outside Boston, and. You know, it's a typical, uh, typical Boston kid. Always uh, lived and died with the Bruins, the Celtics, Patriots, and Red Sox. And it was something that I wanted to do from a very early age. Broadcasting was in my blood. And uh, I figured, you know, if you, might, if you can't play the sports, you might as well talk about them. So it was one of those deals where, you know, it was something I always wanted to do. So I, uh, I kind of took a circuitous route, but, hey, we're – we're uh, we're at we're at the spot now, and it's been a fun ride, that's for sure. So, and let, let's go back. Did you go to Weston High School? I did. And did you play? You I uh, liked sports. Obviously, did you play any sports growing up uh, there? And uh, I did growing up. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I played baseball, basketball, soccer. Uh, captain my senior year, Weston High School, for a very mediocre baseball team, but <laughs> we uh, we tried our hardest. And you know, I always loved baseball. I lived lived and died with baseball. Played it. You know, pretty much 24/7 growing up. Clearly, my favorite sport. Uh, couldn't hit, could field, could not hit. Uh, so that was uh, the plight of many. So I was bemoaning that throughout my childhood. But you know what? It was fun. It was a great ride. And uh, you know, Weston was a great place to grow up. That's and it's interesting. I, I was the other way around. I could hit pretty decently in high school, but I had trouble field, fielding the ball. Nowhere to put me. <laughs> Yeah, that's a hard that's a hard uh, dilemma for any coach. <laughs> no question about it. So after uh, Weston, you went to Ithaca College, and uh, I believe from my days back at ESPN, you knew Scott Matthews, who's a producer at ESPN. Knew Scott very well. Scott and I were Ithaca classmates. We went through the TV and radio ranks together. He's still a very good friend of mine. And yep, Scott's uh, certainly very talented guys done very well at ESPN and Ithaca has been an ESPN pipeline so it's been fun to watch people that I've known kind of go through the ranks there as well but Ithaca was a great school uh you know always knew I wanted to be broadcast journalism so it was Ithaca Syracuse Hofstra Emerson uh, all the northeast schools that uh, offered communications I applied to I liked Ithaca the best because it was small it wasn't uh, overwhelming it was a good place to to learn to get experience early, they gave you a lot of uh, great hands-on experience. You were involved as a freshman, and uh, you know it's been it's been fun to watch that school grow since I was there. It's grown leaps and bounds as well. So certainly a proud Ithaca grad. That's great. Let's talk about too after after graduation. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think believe you said you headed to Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Went to Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep, worked with actually Scott Matthews down there at ESPN Regional at the time, which is now ESPNU. Uh, as I was waiting for a job at the All Sports Radio Station in Charlotte, I was a freelance uh, guy early, and then I got an on-air position at WFNZ in Charlotte uh, as a co-host of the afternoon radio show. So it was a terrific, terrific experience. Great place to cut your teeth. Learned a lot. Uh, worked with Mark Packer, who was Billy Packer's son. Uh, we had a terrific show, highest-rated show in the region. Uh, ended up being syndicated around North and South Carolina, uh, and it was, you know, it was based on a format I knew very well. The, the station station owners were from Boston. They brought WEI's format to Charlotte, so I kind of grew up listening to that. So I knew what they wanted to do. I knew what they wanted to accomplish. And it was basically a formula that they brought to the South. So that was a great place, terrific place. I miss it. I miss I miss the weather. That's for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how, did you come up from the New England area? How did you did you enjoy your time in the Carolinas, weather wise? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Great place to be. Maybe a month of winter, if that. Well, like ten days of winter, and it was. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, you know, granted, I was young at the time, and you know, it was it was. It's still a cheap, cheaper place to live. There's uh, quality of life is a little easier than it is in the Northeast. But you know, the, the call of Boston was strong as a, as a recruited to come home, so to speak. Yeah, I heard that story. Was it Jerry Callahan from WEI who uh, recruited you up to up to the North Boston area? It was. Yep, Jerry came down to Charlotte to write a story for Sports Illustrated. Uh, was on my show at at the time. We were on location. Uh, he was on with us for about an hour. It was at a bar in Charlotte, uh, kind of a Friday, I think it was a Friday afternoon, and I absolutely bombarded him with, you name it, I knew about his career. I grew up reading him. I I really, uh, I guess, uh, surprised him with my knowledge of uh, all things Jerry Callahan and all things Boston. He liked my style. He liked the fact that you know, I wasn't afraid to say anything. I was bombastic. I was... Uh, I was sarcastic, and he liked that because that's kind of the way he operates as well. So it was a good fit. And, you know, he left. He said, hey, I'm going to remember you, Mita Perel. Give me your number. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. Okay, here you go. So sure enough, about three or four months later, he called me, and uh, it was uh, it was a recruiting call saying, you know, we're going to replace Imus. John Dennis and I are going to start on, on – uh, start a you know, morning show at WEI. They were doing middays at the time, and I said I almost dropped the phone. It was that surprising because pretty much that never happens in the business. Yeah, you're right. You went Ithaca, Charlotte to Boston. Those are all major markets. That's a, that's a good pipeline. It was great. It was good. It was, you know, a lot of it, I tell a lot of people, the thing about broadcasting, especially sports broadcasting, is it's fortuitous. It's all about timing, and it's all about basically the network and about who you know and about how you spin it. Granted, you have to have talent. Um, but that can take you far, but you also need to know the right people, and you can't be afraid to know the right people. you got to be aggressive. And that's the whole aspect of broadcasting that gets lost a little bit in terms of people trying to get started. Uh, you can be aggressive, uh, and you know it's hard to take no for an answer, but it happens all the time, but you just got to keep going, and that's the secret to the business to really to get started. You know, A lot of people know people, but it's a matter of where you take that, and where you take that network to, you know, to, to to benefit you and to continue to to work up the ladder. So that's uh, something I learned pretty early. 
Yeah, well said, John. And so let's talk about what what year are we talk about here. Dennis Callen was at uh, was starting up when you moved to WEI. They started six, I believe it was six months before I got there. So it was 2000, just yep. at the tail end of 1999, 2000. They started, I had trouble getting out of my contract, WFNZ. Uh, it was kind of another story, but it was uh, a good learning experience. Um, eventually, they let, me, they let me go, which was nice because clearly it was a professional advancement thing, uh, which is, you know, the aim, aim of everybody is to advance. Uh, yeah. So that was a good, uh, finally a, a, a good landing spot, and you know it was. I always knew it was going to be out there. It was nice to Dennis Callahan to keep the position open, because uh, they they always kind of want targeted me, and that was great. They easily could have hired somebody else, but they didn't, and that was outstanding. And you know I got up there and we we went to work, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it was again you learned a lot. It was every day was like. Uh, a, a different thing was hitting you. I was the new guy on the block. I was the new voice in town, and that's not an easy aspect, but I think it helped me the fact that I was from Boston, that I grew up here, that I knew the sensibilities of the Boston sports fan, and I knew what people liked, what they didn't like, and you know, I knew that kind of to survive in this market, you got to have an edge. you got to, again, the whole key to sports radio, don't be afraid to say anything within limits. Uh, you know, sometimes it gets you in trouble. We went through that a little bit, but you learn, and people want to be entertained, especially on morning drive. And uh, would you say, too, for people who might not know, is John Dennis and uh, Callahan, uh, Jerry Callahan, are they the same off the air as they are on the air? What, what are they like? Uh, is there any difference between the two? Uh, you know, everybody has their on-air persona, and some people, you know, it, it's a little different. It's, it's a segment of your personality. I think we're all definitely have it in us off the air, you know, the kind of what we bring on the air, but it's part of them. I mean, it's that's not what they are 24-7 by any means. But, yeah, sure, it's part of their personalities. I mean, we're all, you know, off the air. We were sarcastic. We kidded around with each other. We, it, was like a, it was like sitting at a sports bar with your friends, you know. It's, a, it's kind of that locker room mentality. But, you know, you, gotta, you can't be afraid to dish it out, and you can't be afraid to take it either. So, you know, you knew you, it, it's just what kind of the – mentality of our show was kind of you know make fun of each other make fun of yourself and have fun with it and people like that it's 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 self uh self-deprecating humor and now of course it's now john dennis is retired now it's kirk and kelly too as well yeah it's been an uh it's been an interesting transition they're doing great though their ratings are terrific kirk replaced me uh what almost five years ago now so that was uh it's been a good ride for him he's certainly spun off into a terrific uh to a terrific industry for himself so he's done very well and i still join them once a week in a freelance role which is great because that means i only have to get up once a week at 4 a.m and that works for me <laughs> now let's i want to i know we're running short on time but i want to progress, uh, progress now to boston college how did that uh, get involved i know you did football by itself for a couple of years and then you took over both football and basketball at boston college while still balancing your wei duties yeah, you know, that was something when I came to Boston, I always wanted to be a play-by-play guy, uh, and they knew that. They, I told them that from the jump, that's something I really wanted to focus on. Uh, I thought it was something I was good at. I thought it was something I wanted to grow with, and, you know, they, they told me that they would do everything they could to make it happen uh, on the Boston College front, because that was clearly the, you know, it still is the only Division One school uh, from, an, from a big-time sports perspective in Boston, and... 
I got there by, again, climbing the ladder. I, I worked the New England Revolution games when I first came and doing play-by-play for TV and radio, doing sideline for TV. I worked at Harvard doing football TV play-by-play, doing basketball radio play-by-play. So I kind of had to build my resume. I had done it at, at, at Charlotte as well for Wingate University, a Division II school. Uh, UNC Charlotte, Division One basketball, and then Charlotte Knights baseball, AAA of the White Sox and the Marlins. So, you know, clearly my resume was building, and BC wasn't just going to give me the job. They had very... You know, very competent people already doing football and basketball, but I developed a nice relationship with Gene Filippo and when they went to the ACC, I think it was it was a good fit. Both parties came together and said, "Hey, you know, we we'd like me to Perel to be our voice. We think it's going to be great. He has the morning the morning platform, so to speak, and it will help both sides." And then you came in a really good time. I was an undergrad there at that stage, but uh, those first couple of years, football, basketball, things were clicking. They were, you know, I I didn't start basketball until Steve Donahue came. Oh, that's, that's kind right. of the downfall of the yes. program, I think. <laughs> uh, but you know, look, it was it was tough that whole end of the Al Skinner era. You know that. I know you worked with Al. It was yes. it was kind of a difficult uh, ending, that's for sure. That's unfortunate. What's happened to the program since that point? I think they're still trying to figure it out seven years later or whatever it's been. Um, so, but it's been fun. You know, I, I can't complain. But football's been tremendous. Uh, certainly been a roller coaster, but you know a lot of ups, uh, some downs there. Obviously, in the last couple of years, but they look like they're pointing up again. And it's a great program, great school. I was a associate professor this year uh, in the communications department, teaching a sports broadcasting news broadcasting course. Wow, how'd that go? Tremendous, tremendous. It was great. It was, I learned a lot. First time I'd ever done it. You know, brought a new syllabus to the table. A school liked the proposal. I my goal was to have a hands-on experience for the kids to get them, you know, involved. As you know, as a BC undergrad, there's not a tremendous amount of offerings that give you hands-on experience. Uh, I had a lot of WZBC students in the class, uh, and it was, you know, they worked hard. It was, I think it was rewarding for all of us. We did a lot of guest speakers. We did a lot of interviewing, uh, which was a goal of mine to kind of get them acclimated with interviewing. And, you know, they liked it. So overall, I think it was, uh, you know, Boston College is a terrific school. It offers a lot. Uh, you know, there's selfless people there, and people, a lot of people there have done a lot, you know, to help me. And I feel like I've done some good things for the school as well. So it's been a good relationship. Last question on BC, John. Uh, John Meerprell joins us last minute or so. Uh, your favorite game so far broadcasting, both uh, either football or basketball, with Boston College? Wow, that's a uh, that's a tough one. I think you got to go back. Probably Matt Ryan's last game when he played the bowl game against Michigan State and it was Brian Hoyer was the quarterback for the Spartans. Yes. I think he was a junior and Ryan and and him went back and forth. It wasn't a shootout necessarily, but it was you could tell the type of game where whoever had the ball last was gonna win. And just just kind of putting a capper on his career. I mean that's a team he'll tell you they should have gone to the Orange Bowl. Uh, they lost a couple games to Maryland was one of them that they shouldn't have lost. I really felt like they were a top-five team. They ended 10th in the country. They easily could have competed for the national championship. I mean, they were stacked. If you look at that defense, that offense on the line, uh, they had good weapons outside with Rich Gannell, who was the all-time leading receiver. They had good running backs with Callender and Whitworth. and They just had great balance. It was a very balanced team. and Clearly, the trigger man was Ryan and winning every quarterback award there was to win and the ACC Player of the Year. So I think you got to go back to that game. I mean, there's been a lot of 
you can even go back to when BC a couple of years ago and in Donahue's last year upset number one Syracuse at the Carrier Dome, and in memory of Dick Kelly, who was a guy who was so close to the program, is and passed away tragically due to ALS. But he was so special to all of us, and that was right after he died, and that was in his memory. And they stunned Syracuse and knocked them off the number one perch. Yes, and those still two great games. You're right as well. You got uh, Matt Ryan, uh, Virginia Tech, oh seven as well. That was impressive too. You're right. A lot of good games throughout the years. It's amazing how it all kind of blends together, John, after the, all these years. Yeah, no, it does. It does, and that's the thing. It, it it goes by faster than you know. It's it's just amazing. I can't believe it was 2005, my first year, and you know here we are in 2017. So it does. It, it is does become a blur at times hopefully as i mentioned hopefully basketball can figure it out here and get this train back on the right tracks because as you know bc has always had a story tradition in basketball they were so competitive for so many years but you know i think hopefully they'll uh they'll figure it out and you got a very big broadcast uh tonight notre dame yeah it comes to conti form yeah notre dame is amazingly kind of under the radar in basketball but all they do is win now They've won 75 games the last three years so and gone to the Elite Eight the last two years, so it's still going to be a tough out for BC. Well, John, thanks so much for joining us. Take a couple minutes here on this podcast, Lights, Camera, Sports. It's always fun to catch up with the Boston College and hear about your career. It's a, it's a really interesting story. I appreciate it. Mike, my pleasure. Good luck with the podcast. All right. Thanks so much, John.